The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, July 24th, 2021, Single Cash Nation joins us on stage as we pair whiskey with the pros. We'll tell you how to get super limited whiskeys and pair it up with cigars. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Is this single cast nation right here in front of me? It is. Come on up. Come on up. We're live. And, uh, and you know, uh, Dave just went from triple Maduro Dave to just Maduro there Dave. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, the show starts at, at, at 12 noon, so we, we're on here live. Grab one of these seats. And you wait, wait, the- wait, wait. Time out. You're the guy without the booze? Without the without booze. the booze, two now guys I'm supposed now to be triple Maduro Barry. I wanted a drink. One let's, shows up. Let's delay the guy that's already late a little longer. <laughs> I thought they drove together. Actually, did they drive together? No, separate cars. Separate cars. If you, both of them. If both you of wait, them late. if you wait for the interview to start till he puts the headset on, yeah. then he'll be able to hear you. He can and, hear me, and we'll be able to hear him. He can hear him. I can't hear him. Yeah, I got it all. This is either Joshua or Jonathan. I'm going to go Joshua. Jonathan. Oh, this is Jonathan. 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 This Jonathan. is Jonathan. Got me. There we go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it would be better if I was here on time. So, one, I apologize for that. It's been, uh, you know, we're traveling up from Connecticut. It's been a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit crazy. I would yeah. say. Um, but two is that I'm going to geek out a little bit because usually I'm on the other side watching you guys or hearing you guys. <laughs> I've been to uh, you know the dinner a couple of times, and you know this project that we put together was is pure passion. Uh, I'm the consumer, right? I'm the consumer of the cigars and I'm consumer of the whiskey. And I would consider us dear friends. I mean, I became friends with Terrence, which is part of the reason sure. why, why we're here. Uh, Joshua and I uh, probably know each other since 20, 2009. We met at a dinner um, before he became single cast nation. He'll tell a story when he gets here. But uh, it really is. This is a pure geekiness, pure passion of mine. I'm really happy to be here today. All right. You're Jonathan Miller, J&J Spirits. J&J is actually, there is a person, individual named Jason as well. And Joshua will tell his story how this Scottish individual and ah. Joshua became together, became best friends, and created this fantastic company. All right. And, and so what's your role? My role is, uh, so... He's just a geek. I'm a geek. No, so this is interesting. So for many years, um, on, on top of becoming an independent bottler, uh, Joshua and Jason put together this thing called Whiskey Jubilee, uh, which was similar to any like whiskey show. It was in Seattle, Chicago, um, and in, in New York, which was their biggest market. So the first time they put it on, all of a sudden, they're like, we're going to have cigars there. I know Joshua pretty well, and I'm like... 
Josh, what do you know anything about cigars? Where do you get the cigars from? And then, lo and behold, I became the cigar purveyor for him for all for the entire festival, the entire time. All right. So that's I, how the whiskey came about. And so Terrence, the story with me and Terrence is even hysterical. So Terrence pre-Agnorsa, through Michael Herklotz, I got a free ticket to Pro Cigar okay. back in 2011. All right. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm geeking out with Herklotz, even pre-Nat Sherman. Uh, and all of a sudden, I meet Terrence, this big, tall guy in the Casada kind of tasting room yeah. back in the day. And we just became friends. Fast forward to about 2016, 2015, I'm like, you ever do a barrel project? Because I love whiskey and I love cigars. Let's just do something together. He's like, okay, go ahead. And that's how we kind of came around to you guys of figuring out where's the best kind of retailer and learning about the business from the back end. Look, I was always the consumer on the other end. Learning about the, you know, just just smoking it and just buying it off the shelf. I never learned about the business itself and how it's all done, and I learned a ton since since we did, you know, our first one all back right. in 2017. And, and yeah, so this is actually we missed last year, but this is the third third rendition of it. So let's break it open and and begin to smoke anyway while we're waiting on Joshua uh, behind us. Yeah. So you have not smoked this yet. Or you smoked it as so renditions we were going smoke, on. So you know, you know, we smoked this as. As kind of as this was coming along, right? So we've smoked. So the biggest thing for me as a as a geek, right, is to understand kind of the blend itself. And I didn't know about this, right? Versus versus actually putting it to, putting it into the barrel. Um, so as a consumer, right, we know many many brands out there that have done barrel age projects. Yeah. And talking to many of them, um, if you speak to any of the cigar people, right, they want. They want it as a flavoring or just an additive, right? Almost, almost like adding salt to the uh, to, to to something, right? For me, I want the pure infusion. I want both, right? Because how many times do we smoke? How many times do we drink? You no, know, uh, with with our cigars, with tobacco, all the time. It could be coffee, it could be wine, it could be anything you enjoy. So when we did this entire project with you guys, I told Terrence, let's make a fantastic blend. But put it, the first one was in a rye cask. So like, let's think about it from, a, from, from that perspective. But I'm also looking at it from a whiskey perspective. So when we send you guys samples all the time, right? I know you, I, we got some of your feedback yeah. the first time. Too boozy, too this, too this. And that's great because we almost have three perspectives, right? You have Terrence, who was really the, the brains behind the operation trying to figure it out. You guys, the retailer, looking at it from you know what, what would sell out there for other individuals. And me, kind of the whiskey geek, Slash, I guess, cigar nerd, whatever you want to call, you know, those types of people saying, how would I perceive this? And we had three different really perspectives yeah. of doing it. So the first one I thought came out fantastic. <laughs> you clearly saw it. I even smoked one about a month or two ago. And it's still the flavor, as I say, still stuck. Yeah. Um, I would say most barrel-aged cigars, if you talk to any of them and you really kind of go deeper and transparent, it's usually the binder, the filler, the wrapper, but never the entire full product. And that's what Terrence did, which I thought was fantastic in Agonorsa, right? We gave him the barrel, and this is a great story. So uh, Joshua and I, were, we were texting one another. The barrel finally came after kind of being lost for a little bit the first time. And all of a sudden, it sits in the warehouse, and he's like, I got it. Two minutes later, how the hell do you open up this thing? Right? It's a closed barrel. Is there a bunghole? What's this? What do I do? So like, should I YouTube it? What do I, how do I? It's, it's like instructions of how I open up a, open up a barrel. And uh, all of a sudden... Uh, uh, you know, he's like, oh, the guys in the warehouse figured it out. And that was kind of like the genesis. He put his nose in the barrel and it, like, it was booze. Yeah. So that's where like the funniness. So is this, is this really pulling the, what would be referred to as the devil's cut out of the barrel or do you leave liquid in the bottom? Good question. So the barrel's fully dumped, right? It's empty. 
but it's still active, right? There's still a smell, and like, right, when a barrel, have you ever seen a barrel get dumped at a, at a, and Joshua can really talk to more about the geekiness of that, but have you ever seen a barrel fully dumped out of the bunk hole? There's always, like, it could be a little bit wet, as we say, as opposed to dry. It could still be active. There could still be liquid as it gets shipped out, but it's not intentional. So, Whatever Joshua gave him the first time around, it is what it is. Yeah, you don't know. Plus, also, it's in Miami. So let's not forget about that. There's still humidity. Sure. Kind of breathing that thing in, almost like Kentucky, where, again, that's where the barrel came from initially, where it was constantly, the first one at least, the first one was it was constantly all there. Um, so it's very funny. So I came to see Terrence. I have pictures right in December. So we're talking three months after he received the barrel, and it was still stunk like booze, <laughs> uh, which is hysterical. And, and again, I kind of saw the, you know, the reason behind this thing. This next project and learning more about it, and obviously Terrence being more of an expert of doing it, the, I mean, I think the first one as well, but I didn't realize they created shelves. Within, he said this was the most labor-intensive project he's ever done. Yeah, sorry, sorry he did it. And w- wouldn't you know that the little cigar boom was going to happen at the same time it was going on? He goes, so much time consuming of, you know, of what it is. But he agreed to it, and, and uh, to, 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 to thumbs up to him, he followed through. I thank you guys yeah. for pushing him all, all the way. So, it's, <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's quite funny there, but yeah. So today's first cigar is Single Cast Nation, and it's manufactured by Aganorsa Leaf exclusively for Single Cast Nation and TwoGuysCigars.com. The size is a 6x54 box press featuring a Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $13, while a box of 10 is $129.99. And since you can't get these from your favorite brick and mortar, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. And we'll do that Monday. Monday at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So are we saying what kind of barrel this is? I have the information here. I know you. it's okay, right? So we, right, right. We could say it's a Tennessee bourbon whiskey barrel. That's about it. And that, that's it. And the other, well, I'll give one allusion to this, right? And so therefore we'll say it's, it's not Jack Daniels. So we can leave it at that. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it Would there. you say it's as smooth as Tennessee whiskey? Because it is Tennessee whiskey? I'm not going to – look, it's very funny. This is another thing. So I'm actually a massive scotch aficionado, and a lot of the guys out there um, who know me very well, I always have this fun little fight saying scotch is always better than bourbon. Because it is. Wrong. Right. Here, here we go. <laughs> and so and I purposely have Joshua coming up. We're actually going to have a very interesting – so the barrel this was actually used in, and he'll go more into it. It was called Pappy Nonsense. There we huh. go. All right. So, which is hysterical, and he can tell more about it. And then I obviously I had him bring a scotch because I couldn't drink. I couldn't, even though this oh. is a fantastic blend, and I think that the barrel did to it was amazing. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go, you know, away from doing this without drinking some fantastic scotch. Well, just just feeling it and smelling it, it feels dry the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, it feels dry humidity wet, now. Right. You know, and believe me, as as we're going through this process all year long. It's wet. It's wet. And we got to get past that. And we understand it's going to dry. And here it is, the finished product. So Barry cheated. He smoked one yesterday. I saw I Barry. smoked like four of them. Really? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> so he cheated. You know, you can't really get a buzz from this, buddy. I tried. This is him. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we're bringing on uh, Joshua Hatton. Joshua Hatton. He is the president and CEO of Single Cast Nation. You got a cigar there for him. Yep. And yep. Um, beautiful. I, I actually didn't want to light it up without him being here, but um, so so we, we dragged it on um, as best we could, and we did a good job. So just throw those uh, headset on. Beautiful. 
you know, like, tell them all about your history and about like from the day you were born up until now. There so, we go. Perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, perfect. And, and now, hi, Joshua. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. All right. So, so here it is, the finished product. And uh, we're just about to give it a cut in light and see what it's all about. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Pamela and Glenn both nailed the uh, off-air cut. There we go. So, Joshua, um, Single Cast Nation, what is that? So we're, uh, we're an independent bottler, which means, you know, we don't, we don't own a distillery or distilleries, but we work with various distilleries, mostly out of Scotland, but we work with bourbon producers and rye producers as well. And we select whiskey from them that we love, single casks that we fall in love with, and we bottle them. Was it supposed to be a brand before? By the time you got to it, because, again, they might have been working on something for 15 years, and here it is, and now you walk in, and it was supposed to be something else, and now it's yours? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So think of distilleries like everybody knows Laphroaig, right? Yep. You know what that 10-year-old tastes like, the, the, the 18-year-old, etc. They have to make that whiskey taste the same all the time, but they produce so much that some of their stuff is off profile, okay. and they can't use that, so they'll send it. They'll sell it to blenders, or sometimes they'll sell right. it to independent bottlers. So I'll tell you, um, so many ties in when it comes to cigars, when it comes to there. There are factories, when they roll a cigar, especially a high-end cigar, it needs to be a certain color variation. Hmm. And looking at the leaf, they say it's going to be fine. They put the leaf on it, then the cigar dries, and it's either too light or too dark. At that point, the two lights or two docks sometimes become something else. And we're talking a finished product. The cigar was made to be brand X. Exactly everything's in there. And the only indication that's wrong is it's too light or too dark. And then a cigar becomes something else. Yeah, the flavor profile on it is virtually yeah. identical. And then somebody like me comes in, swoops in, and said, I'll take all your two docks because oh, I know dang. this is an unbelievable thing. And here you are going in and say, Taste profile is different than what you want it to be. Yeah. It's actually better, yep. maybe. Sometimes. Yep. And uh, we'll take this and we're going to make it into a single cast nation product and name it something different completely, right? Not necessarily name it something different. You know, there are people who are fans of Lafroig or Kilhoman. So you just or, call it Lafroig 10 plus? Yeah, yeah, we just say single. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, it's, you know, single cast nation, Lafroig, 12 year old single cask. And, and really, right. I think our job is to do something different than Laphroaig, right? We want to show people a side of that distillery they may not be familiar with. You think, I don't know why I keep on, you know, fixing on Laphroaig, but if you think of Laphroaig, it's, you know, (laughs) it's dirty, it's heavy, it's, you know. But they also make fruity whiskeys and lighter whiskeys, and so why not show people that side of Laphroaig Mm. that they may not know? Oh, when it comes to the cigar side of it, you cannot, we cannot use the name. They do not uh, want that okay. to happen. So you are mm-hmm. allowed to do that. You can say it's in many cases in that okay. fa- from in, that factory, but not. Yeah, uh, I was I was talking with uh, Yoni earlier. You know, you know, we bottled a whiskey from a distillery that we can't name. Yes. up in the Orkney Islands, and we have to just say it's from an Orkney distillery, or we we make up a name called Stones of Stenness. It's a standing stone site that that particular distillery happens to be kind of close to. And so people you give a nod. There's the wink, yeah, right? Exactly. There's the wink. Yeah. All right, let's light her up. I'm, I'm dying to try this. We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus featuring a flip top, 
that looks just like a bottle cap. Three jets, double wall protection, and those jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you get easy adjustment, all for the low price of $19.99. That is the Landshark by Lotus. Okay, so... So the cold drawer on this cigar is yeah. very sweet. It definitely picks up the barrel. You taste it right off the cold Absolutely. drawer. It's not as potent when you first light it. It's still in the there. background. It's in the background. It's an underlying sweetness, a little cherry sweetness. Uh, there's some oaky components right off the bat, and you're getting that from the barrel. I was picking up a little grape jelly on the cold draw. I think you're way <laughs> off. <with Yeah>. the, <laughs> you're way off with the cherry. Well, that's because you're smuckers. Uh, let's let's uh, pull it to the audience here. Uh, what were you tasting, Pam, on the cold draw? Nose and oh, grape, grape jelly. jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Why, why, what happened? You, you, got, to be you got the nod when you, when you said that. That's, in other words, you, you I got, just blindly threw it out to Pam. That's all. Okay. So so where's the booze? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I've, I've got it in my backpack. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Sure. You know, when... Better uh, not I'm, be where the bathroom is. No, 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 no. no. Um, I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. I love my cigars, but I'm a whiskey guy. I understand where to look for flavors and how to find those flavors in a whiskey, but I don't necessarily know how to do that with cigars as well as you guys do. At first, I thought you were joking about grape jelly, but then, then she backed it up. And so yeah. how do you approach that? How, do you, how did so, that work So it's the, yeah. it's the after effect, and, and we've been doing a monthly um, scotch. We do a scotch tasting. Um, that we... I basically show up at it just just for fun, and I've been catching on as uh, the year has gone by and, and understanding it. But when it comes to cigars, it's not the smoke. It's not what's, what's in your mouth. It's after you blow it out, and then what is left, that the sensations mm. that's happening. You're still pulling that retronasal activity like you would yep. after you take a sip of the scotch. You, you know, you push those vapors through your through your nose. The... Um, that retronasal activity happens long after the smoke is gone. Some people like Barry and Ed Sullivan with leather tongues and leather nostrils can push the actual smoke through mm -hmm. and pick up flavors, but it's absolutely unnecessary. You just let that normal sort of chewing motion happen, mm -hmm. much like you would if you were sampling a scotch, yeah. and you let those flavors open up on your palate. And besides smoke, there's other stuff going on. You know, you may have a pain factor in this case, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco, so we're getting a little pepper. Mm. So the pe it doesn't taste necessarily like pepper, but there is that pepper pain yeah. on my tongue, and that's the thing that is most closely associated in my brain to what I'm getting off of this. And Dave, you got to give them a parting gift of the flavor wheel. Yes, which is uh, which I'm always looking at. Right, so there's a regular flavor wheel that most people have, and then we make it even bigger, then we go even further than that as time goes on and look at it and try to determine it. And because what I don't want to happen is he said grape jelly, and I don't want him to be right, but, <laughs> but and I don't want the psycho psycho psychology of what he said that sticks in my head. But I get it. I get where he's saying it's not grapes. It is more grape jelly than it is with some pepper on it. And you can spread that on a piece of toast mm. now and taste that. Maybe a little butter on the toast. Could be. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I like that. This is the best one yet, by the way. So we've gone through three renditions. And it seemed like 
now they're narrowing in. And this is what usually happens with somebody blending cigars. And we go through the entire year of change, 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 and say, this is it. Then it comes out. But we had no chance to actually let the cigars dry out, and do mm -hmm. all this process, which typically a, a, a brand will let a whole year go by, say, okay, now the cigar is aged for a year. Now what do we think? Okay, now let's do the production. And it becomes a two-year process where you're saying, okay, I want this thing by this year, we got to say, all right, this seems like it's good. Now what happens? Um, the, the past previous ones, I thought, was a little too much on the liquor side and yep. not enough on there. And here, maybe to you guys, it's a little too much on the cigar end and not enough on the liquor end. Where do we meet in the middle? I have... Uh, I think this is a good meeting have, in the middle here because I am definitely getting that the the liquor component but the tobacco is punching through it which is what little, i prefer me too it's a little forward for me but for you guys do you wish that with the liquor was a little more in front no for for me I, whether it's whiskey or it's a cigar it's anything i like balance i like okay you know all things in the right place i don't want i don't want it leaning towards one end or to the other and I'm getting some of that pepper you're talking about, but it's... Because I put it there. Because you put it there. <laughs> it's, uh, in your why mind. is there a habanero in this? Uh, they rolled a habanero. No, it, it's, you know, that, that pepper is balanced out by that sweetness, right? And there's that, this, this you know, slight earthiness, this undercurrent of earthiness on, on sort of my, the back of my tongue, which I just, I'm enjoying a lot. Yeah. Right. So when, when we're doing, and I just, you know, knowing kind of me being both ends of the geek of the geek spectrum, right? I go to Terrence, we need to have that balance. So that's why I always told Terrence, give me the naked blend that wasn't put into the barrel yeah. alongside the one that was put in the barrel. So is it a gimmick? Like, again, this was almost like pure science because after, again, talking to other, other manufacturers, they only put the, they only put a component in. They didn't do, for, they, did, they definitely did not do it for the time length that we put in for the barrel for. Uh, that was Terrence just like really watching and again, making the shelves and even, you know, doing other things in there. It's, it was wild. And so again, you know, it doesn't actually stick and doesn't actually make a difference. Let me tell you, it does. And now after smoking this, cause again, we smoked this, what, eight months ago? Yeah. Right. And even then, I think to your point, and exactly, to, you know, exactly to your point, Dave, right? It was the issue of it being too wet, still boozy, but yeah. we're okay with it. But you know, it's going to dry, it's going to dry out, and you got to try to put that in consideration. Yeah. And the wetness is the liquor. So you're going to have too much liquor when the cigar is still moist from aging in the barrel. Right. Even dry boxing and other things you guys can do, you know, to help dry it out, the, the, the product. But, but at the end of the day, right? I mean, this is where we are. It, 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 you know, you know, quite some time after that, you know, Terrence put into the box and all that. It's a, even now it's like, it's, it's awesome, right? It's that balance. Again, smoking our first iteration, which I did a couple of months ago, it, it was a similar experience. But again, what, you know, we were on the phone with Terrence making a project. I want to, I want to, I want a box press and we we're like box press, box press. All of us agreed on that one. And this is a little bit bigger. This is a Toro as opposed to the Robusto. Yeah. So this is great. Does that mean you have to sacrifice the number of cigars because there's a finite amount of space in a barrel? That I don't, I mean, the answer is yes and no. I don't think it was that much of a difference, right? That was kind of whatever he wanted to do in, in, in there. I mean, the barrel's the barrel, to your point. 
Uh, again, how many fit in there, right? It's only, we only, I, we only did 2000 cigars, right? Still a ton of labor intensive for this, for this project, which is awesome. Yeah. By the uh, way, it was, it was so labor intensive to him. He's like, I agreed to do this. Uh, I'm sorry I did. A cigar boom happened during this <laughs> yeah. thing as a liquor boom did. Yeah, too. Of course, yeah. And here they were and, and, and hats off to them that they agreed to do it and they followed it through anyway, where I was waiting for the phone call yeah. of, uh, okay, we're going to pull this thing. We're in the middle of a, of a crazy thing. They stopped yeah. taking other cigar manufacturers. Um, they, for the most well, part, yeah. stopped selling tobacco as well. And that's right. one of their, that's half of their business yeah. is selling tobacco. Uh-huh. They're keeping the tobacco for themselves to be able to make cigars. Yeah, this is great. I mean, this, this is, is a cigar smoker cigar. Not a liquor person's cigar, which, a real cigar person. Which can. is a 180 from the last one, in yeah. my opinion. As you know, I'm, I'm a liquor fan, yeah. specifically bourbon, but I'm also a cigar fan. I'm going to grab a cigar because I want it to be a cigar. So the first one was very polarizing. Um, from what I could tell, the single, nas- uh, single cast nation people loved it. Because cigar so, connoisseur so, yeah, right. was like, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's a flavored cigar. No, it's well, like, at some it's point, not flavored. It's getting infused from the barrel. Yes. But this time around, it's the perfect marriage of the two. It's there, but it's not there in the forefront. Yeah. The cigar smoker, the, the geek in me, wants to enjoy the cigar. I, I don't mind that there's the liquor component. And in this case, it's, it's quite pleasant. But I can taste the cigar, and it's damn good. Well, as Jonathan said, that... Most companies, barrel aging isn't something that you guys just invented, but it is usually barrel aging tobacco. Mm-hmm. And they do that. It's one of the components used within the process of there that they'll age uh, maybe some wrapper in it, and then they'll use that later on. It becomes a component of it. This is the finished cigar, finished product. Here, put it in there, age it, infuse some of that taste, and now it's there. Um, there certainly has been artificial flavored cigars mm-hmm. um, that rum, this, that, whatever, that, that is artificially put into it. And that becomes really a crappy cigar. I don't want that at all. I don't even want to smoke it myself. It's, you know, just a store-bought, um, I don't know, drugstore or, or gas station type of cigar or something. This is a premium cigar, and it's got subtle notes of that. Um, we're, all, we're all smoking this. It's... Little vanilla in there. You know what I would like to do is taste this in that, and we could do it at the break. Okay, yeah, we'll go to break and do it. But you yeah. have the exact product. Yeah, so the the exact product was actually a marriage of four casks of whiskey. So we brought. Some Isn't si- that cheating? Because your name is Single Cask Nation. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes you see double. Sometimes you see quadruple. <laughs> right. How much you drink? But we we uh, we we brought together some Single Cask Nation members. Actually, someone drove up from Florida to come do this to to help select what this would be, and and so it's a marriage of four different barrels between twelve and fourteen years of age, uh, of of Tennessee bourbon, and we took the four one of the 14-year-old casks and sent that off to Agonorsa to, to mature the cigars in. So I got a quick question for you going off the rail. Yeah. Uh, we're not allowed to say what uh, barrel was used, but it had 84% corn and it was in virgin oak. Yes. Why is it a Tennessee whiskey and not a bourbon? Oh, boy. Because it's so smooth. That rabbit hole? Well, you know, ten- Tennessee has a very specific uh, process, a filtration process that they do. Which I believe is maple filtration versus yeah, it's charcoal. Like, yeah, it's like a, no, it is a charcoal filtration. Okay. And it's, uh, what is it called, the Lincoln process or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and, and they say, you know what, that's ours. That's, that's what Tennessee bourbon is or Tennessee whiskey is. It's still classified as a bourbon. Right. But on the bottle, it'll say Tennessee yeah. whiskey, yeah, exactly. which is confusing to the consumer to a degree. Yes, e- even to the most educated consumers, there's there's arguments. Is this is this Tennessee whiskey or is this bourbon or is it both? Is someone not going to drink it because of that? Are they purists like they're out in the cigar industry? Of I'm not oh yeah, there oh, yeah? there's there's purists. There are people that dig their heels in. Yeah, um, and and that's too bad. You know, at least try it. If you don't like it, that's fine. But at least yeah. give it. And a I go. say and I say that to a purist cigar person that's going to say no, I don't want to end up trying this. You, you should do want to mm-hmm. try it. It's subtle. It's there. It's very, very interesting. And just to define for our listeners, a bourbon is classified as being made with at least a 51% mash bill and inside a virgin oak barrel. Never been used before. So, is that what virgin means? Yes. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the definition. We're lying. That's the definition of a, of, a, of a bourbon for our non-alcoholics. All right. So we're tasting flavors and things in here. And uh, it's time to make sense about tasting cigars. Or tasting alcohol, and it's brought to you by Cigar Sense. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory skills. You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. So here's what I learned this week. You can There's cleansing, resetting, or priming of the nose. And that's something when you uh, remove anything physically stuck in your nose, which may affect your sense uh, for the cigar smoker. And contrary to Barry's belief, there is no gold up there, so you're not trying to pick a winner. <laughs> you're, um, I'm going to keep trying. You can also reset your nose by smelling just plain water or your own skin, as long as you pick an area that has no fragrance. Uh, it's a way of just resetting your, your nasal palate. I respected my palate enough to sign up for Cigar Sense for free. Isn't it time that you respect yours? Absolutely. You want to uh, smell my skin? No, I'm not resetting my palate right now. I'm trying to get into the cigar. And it seems creepy. I wait till you sleep in the cigar. The only problem is he smells different when he's awake. Yes, yes. So you guys do the same exact thing we do with um, cigars that you're tasting and, and picking out things that don't exist. Mm-hmm. In the alcohol that, that we... Well, the difference is they get to use a bunghole and we don't. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever tap into a, say, a 30-year-old whiskey five years into it and say, how's this going? Does that happen or it's sealed and nobody ever touches it until the date? No. Well, you know, it, it depends. I mean, if you, if you think about some of these distilleries that are producing five, six million liters of spirit yeah. per year so quite often they're not tasting their whiskey for for years until it's time to create a batch of whiskey for their you know 12 year old 15 year old or whatever so my my reason for this question is is there becomes a peak when it comes to cigars people oh. save and collect cigars you know you if you take this for instance and you save it and you say i'm going to wait 10 years you miss the peak. You're going to miss the peak on this because that's going to dissipate. It's going to end mm-hmm. up going away, and you're going to have missed that. I, I wouldn't say that this is going to be better in ten years. Mm. 
could that possibly happen with the whiskey that you, you let it go 30 years, you should have went 20 and you should have ended it? That, that definitely happens. We, we've tasted some casts of whiskey that were 20 years old and they were past their prime. It, right? It, the, the whiskey was too drying or too oaky or something like that. But something we found through this process and especially when we're talking about American whiskeys or bourbons, um, you know, maturation is not linear. It doesn't just go up and then hit a peak, and that's, that's when you bottle it. You know, as you're maturing whiskey, it may go up, and in the summertime you get these great flavors, and the winter comes and it drops off and, it, and it, it tightens, the flavors close up a little bit, and then the season comes back, right? And so it depends on what you're looking for when, when you're trying that cask out. And How are you not loaded all day, every day, if you're trying all this whiskey? <laughs> Who said I wasn't? No. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because we smoke a lot of cigars a day. And, I'm, you know, thank God I'm not a food tester. I'd be fatter than I am now. Thank God I'm not a whiskey because I'd be drunk all the time now and stuff. Cigars end up being a, a little easier on us. But I find it very interesting. There's certainly a parallel to it. And you connected the two. Uh, which uh, thank you for letting us be part of it. We enjoy it very much. But right now we have to take a break. And when we come back, um, we're going to get loaded. We're going to get loaded. We're going to start <laughs> drinking and, and, and tell you why you should join Single Cast Nation. We'll tell you how you can do that and how you can get hands on these cigars. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. 
So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back and we're smoking Single Cast Nation and drinking and pairing cigars with Joshua and Jonathan from Single Cast Nation. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, you have your own podcast yourself. Yes, I do. One Nation. Yeah, One Nation Under Whiskey. Under Whiskey, not under a groove, which is what I would understand. (laughs) Five years you've been doing it. Correct. I caught a few episodes. uh, All right, cheers. And nice job. And it's the cigar authority of the um, whiskey side of it. And uh, you guys go two hours long. You do the same same stuff and really... Really inside us, you know, like I don't, I don't know some of the stuff you're talking about because yeah. I'm not so deep into it, but uh, you, you learn as you go along. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the cigar industry is like this. The The whiskey industry is so filled with... Alcoholics. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but there's a lot of marketing around it, right? And, sure. and we like to, to dig past that marketing and just give people a peek behind the curtain. Absolutely. As to, you know, as to the nuts and bolts, which is equally as interesting as the marketing stories around the whiskey as well, right? Yeah. It's, it's cool to know who's producing it, how they're producing it, <coughs> why they're doing it in such a way, and, and the traditions that it all came yeah. from. Do you drink during the show? Sometimes. Yeah, some, yeah, you'll listen to some episodes, and by the end, we're, we're much happier than we were yeah, really when we not. started. <laughs> start loosening up. So let's start, <laughs> lo- we'll start loosening up now. We have something very special here. What is this? So this is a bottling that um, we did as a collaboration with, with another podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is a comedy podcast, like an improv pom- comedy podcast 
set in, in a Middle-earth-like world. And uh, we were interviewing one of the actors on that, comedians on that, and he had asked us in our podcast, you know, I'm, I'm, I heard about this, this Pappy Van Winkle stuff. Should, should, I, should I search for that out? You know, should I search it out? And so we told him, you know, you could try this whiskey or that whiskey. You don't have to, you'll spend a lot of money finding that and you may enjoy it, but you don't necessarily need to follow that Pappy nonsense. Oh. And, he's, and, they, and on their show, they have a wizard who has many different names. And he said, that's going to be one of the wizard's new names. Nice. Happy nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and, and so that's why we called it that. What's funny is uh, I, I ended up doing a tasting with Julian Van Winkle. Oh. And he tasted this, and I was so nervous that he was going to give me crap. But he didn't. He, okay. He's a gentleman, a true gentleman. So before we actually sip the whiskey, I'm sure it's too late for Barry, uh, <laughs> if you take a puff of your cigar and then you float the whiskey under your nose, hmm. you can, on one hand, you can pick up one of the differences in flavor that you don't necessarily notice, as you, or at least I did. And like wine, you swirl, swirl around and let it breathe a little bit, and this has been sitting in a bottle for quite a and while. And on the other hand, it takes away the vanilla that I get mm. on the smoke. When you smell the whiskey, it pulls the vanilla right out. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Now you did you did the labeling on this, all the yacht work and all this. And yeah, we we have an in house artist. All that right, she she does all of our our fancy labels and and beautiful. And we're all comic book kind yeah. of dorks. And, <laughs> all right, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. And and if somebody wanted to buy that, no way, no way, no. It, it sold out in about five minutes or so. And this was a combination of of four different casks of whiskey. So you know, we had all in all, I, I want to say somewhere around. 600-ish, 800-ish hmm. bottles, some, somewhere around there. And you have them do that exact for you? You tell them what you want to do, mix this with this with this? No, no. Okay. So we owned all the barrels. All right. And what we did is we created two different blends of, of four barrels and invited a bunch of Single Cast Nation members to our Connecticut headquarters and had them select what their favorite marriage was. And, and this one won out by... by it by a single vote. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So we've got an audience question here um, from our online stream. Paul Kraft wants to know, does the season a spirit is bottled in have an effect? On the overall flavor? Yeah, w w without a doubt. Without mm -hmm. a doubt. And I, I'll give you a really quick example. We're doing a project with Catoctin Creek out of Virginia. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we sent them a, an, an ex, a, a cask that previously held whiskey from the Kilhoman Distillery out of Scotland. But it was a cask that first held sherry. So first mm -hmm. it held sherry, then it, heard, then it held smoky scotch whiskey, and then we put Virginia rye whiskey in there. Mm. And the, the whiskey has been sitting in there for almost two years now. And, and we found in the summertime, the flavors just come up. And right now, it's ready to bottle right now. But when we tasted the winter iteration, the December iteration, mm. it was just, God, we didn't like it. <laughs> it. It was just a one-trick pony, and we didn't like the one trick it was doing. Uh. And now it's everything has come together. <clears throat> it gets back to that balance. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do you say? Cheers? Is it time to taste yeah. it? My Cheers. grandfather would say, up yours. Shindong, Lahayim, Estrovia. Yeah. Kampai. 
So this this is high proof, right? This is 103.1 yeah. proof. Yeah. Which for a, a barrel proof is a little bit on the lower side. Like Elijah Craig's barrel proof, it's been as high as 136. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, we've seen some casts of whiskey being in the, in the mid to low 50s, and we've bottled stuff that was just under 70%. And it's just, it's hit or miss. It depends on where that, whis- where that barrel of whiskey is sitting in the rickhouse. Is it on the first floor? Is it on the fifth floor? You know, the higher up it is, the more water you're losing and the higher the alcohol goes up because you're losing that water. You actually make a living doing this? I do. Yeah, my, I feed my children. 600 bottles? It doesn't seem like a lot. Well, that's just one release. That's right. How many releases do you do a year? I'm not trying to figure no, out what's no, in your bank account. I just, I'm curious. So my social security number is <laughs> right. Um, we're, well, we're looking at third quarter 2021 now, and, and we have 28 more casks to bottle. We're, we're worldwide. We're, we're bottling for Europe, UK, Japan, Israel, South Africa, Canada, the US, Sweden, mm. Germany. We're, 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 doing, we're bottling a lot of whiskey. Is your bottle facility open to a tour, asking for myself? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any friends. Let's, let's head out to Dumfries in Scotland and and uh, enjoy. you don't do any of the bottling here in uh, Connecticut. When it when it comes to Scotch whiskey, we have to, to bottle, bottle it there. in Scotland. Right. When it comes to uh, our American whiskeys, we bottle mostly in Kentucky okay. out of Bardstown. Okay, yeah. so You're that spread out. Yeah. So, wow. what are the benefits to single cast nation for somebody to join, and and how do they join? So the joining of is, is free. You just go to singlecastnation.com, and there's a link, you know, sign up for a membership. It, it's, it's free. And, and what members get access to are bottlings like Pappy Nonsense or, or like this other one we have, this 17-year-old Stones of Stenness, you know, Sherry Cask Orkney Whiskey, single Hopefully cask. Hopefully we'll drink that on the after yes. show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, going to start drinking that during the second hour. You guys can leave, but you're leaving the bar. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it now. Um, you know, but we, we work with other, excuse me, we work with other distilleries where our contract stipulates you can buy whiskey from us, you could bottle whiskey from us, but we don't want to see the single cast nation bottling next to our bottling on a retail shelf. Okay. So that's where the membership comes into place. We bottle certain casts for online. And then we bottle certain casts, you know, just to go to your local liquor store. So, for instance, we're the only company that bottles whiskey from Wild Turkey. We've got a contract with them, but the stipulation is you can bottle single barrels at full cast strength, but it has to be sold online. And, and that, the only way to get single cask, cast strength Wild Turkey is through Single Cast Nation. And the only way to do that is to be a member of Single ah, Cast Nation. There you go. Starting to see where you make your money. <laughs> Which sucks for somebody here living in New Hampshire because you can't order whiskey online in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is a state-controlled state state. liquor store. And do you sell to the state of New Hampshire? Uh, a retail stuff we're trying to get into New okay. Hampshire. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult. New Hampshire is yeah, difficult. Yeah, we know somebody. Is it okay I, to uh, I know somebody. put a cap of water in this? Yeah, yeah, but please do. I, I always say start small. Start slow. You can always add water. You, you can't take it out. Mm. But I guess I you can, can always add one. whiskey. <laughs> it's, it's obviously. Or, by the way, you another pour of the whiskey. Yeah, so either exactly. way, you know. <laughs> but you never do for yourself? If I feel it needs it. But we, we always, our thing has always been. It does change. It's so does, does the whiskey 
drink well at full cast strength with no water needed. And, and, and that's, that's one of the markers, right? If we could tick that box, then it's a bottleable cast. Got way sweeter. Oh, did it? Way the sweeter. The water brought out the sweetness. Oh, but it's like maple right. syrup right now. All right. I'm going to give it a go. There we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maple syrup this. with a, a, a hint of banana chip infusion. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, increased value of the product once, once you've put it out. Has, is there a gray market for your stuff? There is, and I, and I kind of say sadly there is. Um, because you want someone to buy it that's going to consume the product, not buy it yeah. to try to exactly. turn a profit. Exactly. And so we actually we have a stipulation for Single Cast Nation members. If you buy our whiskey, especially if you have to f- join a lottery to gain access to buy that, you have to tick a box that says, I'm going to open this and share this. I'm not going to flip this to make money because some of our bottlings have been sold for up to four thousand dollars. Really? <laughs> and, um, and what was the regular price going in? Eighty-five. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was the first whiskey. I think whiskey jubilee bottle. I was just offered fifteen thousand dollars for my bottle. Take it. No, no lie. Yeah. Take it. So how about um, China? So I, I was listening to your last show you just did on Wednesday. Mm. We, we, we are saying people are, they're actually buying distilleries or kind of. Yeah. Um, I know when it comes to cigars, let's talk Cuban cigars, for instance. They're buying all the Cuban cigars mm-hmm. in China. So we, we don't have it in the United States, so we don't feel it. But these con- countries in Europe and uh, cigar shops in Europe that are Habanos dealers, they're actually not allowed to sell New World cigars, meaning from other countries. Mm-hmm. All they can have is Cuban cigars, yet they can't get them. So here's an empty store because they can't get their hands on uh, Cuban cigars. Is that happening with your stuff Isn't and with alcohol? There have been changes within, within China. You know, China used to be a massive destination for prestige bottlings, right? Your Macallans of the world, your yeah. Glendronics of the world, etc. But a, a lot of times, um, the reason why that got big is because people would buy that and it would become a corporate gift. China put an end to corporate gifting. Oh. And so that affected the market a little bit. But now they're looking at buying full casks of whiskey. Yep. Now, now that's the new thing, and there's no real way to regulate that because you own it, but you don't really own it. It's, it's sitting in Scotland, and uh, you have to figure out a way to bottle it and then bring it in. Okay. Yeah, there are auction the- houses that are just specifically dealing with, uh, and I was actually in an auction on Monday for, for a fairly big one, their inaugural whiskey uh, auction, and what they're doing is they're specifically marketing to the, to the Hong Kong yep. and selling casks. Okay. Yeah, so the biggest threat to the bourbon industry, if you want to use the term threat, is a lot of them are being bought up by Japan. You know, they hmm. recently bought Heaven Hill Distillery, which is a fairly big distillery, but they're buying more and more bourbon distilleries. For what reason? Yeah. You know. So as single cast nation, I, I end up joining in this something. Again, everybody's buying this product, never tasted, right? Every single time. Every single time. Right. And for some reason, somebody feels like, the, you know, you're writing something about it that's interesting them and say, okay, I'm going to be interested in it. How much do you let them buy? If somebody wanted to come in and buy it all, could they? No, they, okay. they, they couldn't. We, <laughs> when we first started, we were at a point Which where- Which is when? 
How many uh, years? Ago? 2011. Okay, not, not 2011. that long. Ten years. Yeah, ten years. So. When we first started, you know, we bottled a cask of whiskey from the Kilhoman Distillery. We were the only independent bottler who did it at that time. We spent 22 months trying to sell that bottle at $95 per mm. bottle. That would sell out in less than two minutes now. Imagine that. And, and you know, when it comes to independent bottlers, people... You built a reputation. We, we did. Yes. And, and that's the thing. Whether it's us or Gordon, Gordon McPhail or, or whomever, Adelphi... People come to an independent bottler because they found, because they don't taste it beforehand, right? They find my palate fits their palate, so I'm going to trust there we them, go. right? Which is what happens to um, salesmen in the store that end up happening. <laughs> right. so for, have- the, for the people that are listening, as far as pairing goes, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. If you take a sip of your whiskey here and then take a puff of the cigar, all of the sweetness goes away from both completely and you get... Uh, a ribeye steak charred right at the fat cap. Hmm. Tasting the whiskey first, then smoking the cigar. Holy cow. Yeah, there's a meatiness to it. Yeah. There's a heaviness to it. Oh, I like that. So what that re- essentially is doing is... It does take the sweetness away. It's removing the whiskey from the cigar because you're, you're putting that on your palate and you're saying to your brain, okay, this is the flavor that you're looking for. Mm. You put that flavor on your tongue with the smoke... And they cancel each other out like baselines. If you're, you remember yes. from DJing, yeah. two baselines will cancel themselves out. So the two flavors cancel themselves out and just the cigar shines through. That's beautiful. I, I, you know, I've always been one of those guys who will smoke cigars when it's time to smoke a cigar and will drink whiskey when it's time to drink whiskey. I've which always is all kept the time. Them, which is all <laughs> the time. But I've always kept them separate. And I've never really looked to how to pair them, though I've always liked, you know, Cigars that had some sort of barrel maturation, and now you're making that connection. That, thank you. Like that was really cool. My pleasure. Yeah. So we make a project um, called Firecracker every year that we put out. It's it's much like you know we have somebody else make it. It's a one-time thing that that comes out. Nobody tries it in advance of it. And this year we put 500 boxes out. Seven minutes, boom, it was gone. But it was from years of building a reputation that we net we don't put shit out. We we don't do it in advance of it. They take a chance and say, okay, I'm going to end up doing it, and we limit two boxes. Maximum per person, which will be so the same with single cast nation. So limit of two boxes okay. per person. Uh, okay, okay. I was with Nick uh, on Wednesday mm. from Foundation, uh, and we were, I was talking about this project. Mm. And he was like, "Really?" I'm like, "So he? I mean, he has a whole other story about this." Because again, he was with Drew Estate and the whole Pappy story. We're talking with Julian Van Winkle, but yeah, he uh, he was excited for this. It was very it was, it was small world because Nick also uses you know, everyone knows Agonor's tobacco yeah. as well. So at the beginning of it. You know, we would have to ask a manufacturer if they would do it. I don't know. Let's talk about it. Uh, now they actually come to us. Does the same thing happen to you that these facilities? The absolutely. It's starting to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Now yeah. they start coming to you because, listen, they get some play out of it too. It, it's, you know, we've, we've approached the distilleries with, this, with the same pitch every time. In a way, we're a marketing arm for your brand. And we're paying you. To be a marketing arm for yes. your brand because we're buying your product and putting it under our label and saying this is the dis- we love this distillery yes. you should too and here's why yeah and 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 there are a lot of single cast nation members who have discovered distilleries because of our bottlings and then went to buy the distillery's own bottling and that's the same thing with the firecracker right? you end up smoking 
the absolutely because <clears throat> it's so little. Yeah, you say I like it now. I want to try. I want to try the big size. Yeah. Me as a geek, I have to be on there at like a 10 a.m. Like click 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 click. You know, and it's the same. Just get Barry's cell phone number. So the same thing's going to happen. A single cast nation at a you're saying things are selling out in minutes. So everybody knows at a certain time on a certain date this is when it's going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. We we have people building meetings around it. We have people. I've I've gotten messages where people have said, I left a meeting to say I had to go use the toilet so I can go and buy one of your <laughs> bottles from my phone. So, All right. So it's yeah. the same thing that happens. I, I think our audience is going to like this. They're going to be interested, and I, I, wouldn't, I would expect a tick that's going to happen, and you, you see if that ends up happening. That, uh, yeah, and the one thing I've been trying to get out there is, like I said, the first one was a little polarizing. Yeah. It was yep. more about the whiskey than the cigar. Correct. Whatever you, whatever you thought of the first cigar, if you didn't like it or you did like it, this one is considerably different. Um, yeah, it starts off with a little bit of the sweetness from the barrel, but it quickly transitions into a perfect marriage of the two. And I think you should give the second one a shot. Honest opinion. Yeah, yeah well, you're so, going to be sorry if, if you don't yeah. because it's going to be gone and you're going <laughs> to wish you did. Uh, and, that, and that's how it goes, right? Have you had any ones that people got and then said, ah, you know, I really didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. Can, can I return this? No, you can't return it. It's open, right? That's they get it. flipped usually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed the first, the first one we sent, we had a lot of the people from Single Cast Nation who they, they're going to get like an exclusivity for a couple hours. Correct. But they didn't know how to store cigars. So once they received it, we had a lot of follow-up calls. Hey, I want to age this for eight years. How do I do it? Don't. All right. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different than whiskey. They're ready to smoke now. Right. But you had to explain to them the humidification process, mm-hmm. the humidor, and a lot of them didn't want to make that investment. Some did, but they wound up smoking it right away. Yeah. So wow. it's very different than what you would do with a bottle of bourbon, rye, whiskey, These are ready to go. Yeah, sure. I, I'd, I'd say, you know... Your next cookout you're having or whatever uh, outdoor activity, you buy a box of 10 and you have everybody have a, um, a, some sort of alcohol you, you mix with it and you do the same process we're doing now. And it's definitely a winner. Um, an interesting thing for me uh, going through it. And, and thank you guys for making us a part of it. We really enjoy doing it and, and going through the process. It's it, awesome. It, it's it's. It's been great. You know, I, I told you this, this Pappy Nonsense bottling was a collaboration. We have always been about collaboration. Uh, this, this other bottling is a collaboration with the Water of Life whiskey film, right? You know, so we're, we're always collaborating with, with whomever we think is doing really cool stuff. It doesn't so, seem so alcoholy when you say the water of life. Water of life, yeah. <laughs> you don't seem like you need to be in a step program at that point. <laughs> I like just that. The eight step. I'm we're just going to have, have water of life. We're going to have you guys back on the after show where we're going to talk about um, tasting panels that that happens in the cigar industry. And we did a little clubhouse this week talking about it. Who would you pick for a dream team of um, tasting panel? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I want you to think about. Um, who do you end up getting there for your cigar tasting panel? You chose us, which is, you know, 
I, I feel very, very honored to be asked to do that. Uh, I do know about cigars and took it as serious as I possibly could. And uh, believe me, we studied it and we spent a, long, a lot of time going through it and going back and forth with Terrence uh, over what we thought on our end. And then he chooses between his yep. cl collaboration with you guys, us, and him in the factory. Uh, and he told me, believe me, it was the factory guys too. He says, I don't want to take the whole um, applause for this either. And the guys in the factory and everybody together ended up creating this finished product. I think it's awesome. I really yeah. do. I mean, it, it's, it, look, even I'm like right down half and almost down to the last third. It's just, it, it's crazy how it changed, right? Cold draw, you got a ton of the sweetness. Yeah. First third, you got a ton of the bourbon and then like beautiful halfway through, it's like, it's interesting. And then pairing with the exact whiskey mm -hmm. itself is just, yeah. again, nobody, and I'm going to say this, right? Nobody's done this before, right? Nobody's actually had the same exact whiskey with the actual, mm -hmm. you know, product. It was, it was, yeah. and I don't that. think our listeners need the same exact whiskey. No, I think if you well, get, they can't get it anyway. Right. So. <laughs> if you get, if you get a whiskey that has a little bit of a, a caramel sweetness, some so, kind of sweetness, vanilla to it, yep. it would pair really well. So with the off the shelf, a regular brand, what could they get that would work as close to whiskey bourbon? Why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. Uh, I, I would suggest something from Dickel. The George Dickel bottle. Good call. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Big fan of the Dickel. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah, good call on that. All right, Joshua and Jonathan, thank you so much you for coming on here. We're going to have you on the after thank show. Really but we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to light up a cigar from one of the busiest booths at the PCA trade show this year. They've been around for a long time, but they have not been hotter as they are right now. And we're going to light up a cigar uh, when we come back on that. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times, subtle and understated, with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world. 
Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back, and I'm back from PCA, the trade show, and it amazed me uh, that sometimes a brand really catches on. Sometimes it takes forever and ever for it to happen. Uh, this brand has caught on um, before, but when I was at the trade show, oh, I hopping. said, it was hopping. yeah, what the heck is going on here? Um, it's been a long time, but the PCA seemed very hot for it. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> we could have done that last segment for another 
two hours, three hours, four I mean, hours. We didn't even really touch on hide the dickle games that they're talking about out there now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. All, all the stuff that goes on. But I have uh, a cigar for you. You're familiar with this brand. Oh, yeah. Um, as we always are. Barron's. Uh, and I'm going to save the single cast nation a little bit that I yeah, have Yeah, we left. can smoke that on the after show. Yeah. So... How was that for you, Dave, strength-wise on that cigar? The cigar was fantastic. The alcohol strength is high. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing down what I have for strength on the cigar so that you know it's already written down. What do you... What on do you, the cigar, six. That's what I wrote. Six. See, now if I Ooh, said six, boy. he would say five or yeah. four. Yeah. I wrote it this down. Is, I, I say what that's, it is. That's I say big, what it is. All right. It's beautiful. It was a six. All right. Today's second cigar is the Christoph Habarno Churchill, which is manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Christoph Cigars. The cigars, the cigars, the cigars, the cigar that we're lighting up is seven by 50, making it a Churchill. It features a Brazilian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Sumatra binder, and Nicaraguan and Dominican Habano fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back $9.49, while a bundle of 20 is $167.99, which comes out to just $8.40 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $22, or a little bit over 11% off the box price, or in this case, bundle price. Why are you saying that? Uh, box shortage. So ah, we only have bundles in stock. We only have bundles, but they usually boxes. Yeah, and if you're too far away from a brick and mortar that carries this, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And there's, uh, there's a significant box shortage in yes. the industry right now. Yeah. We'll call up people and we'll say, hey, we only have it in a bundle. 99% are okay with it. But I wanted to reiterate that yeah. these only come in a bundle yeah. right and now. And listen, we have the option to say, no, keep us on back order or send them. Mm-hmm. And we say send them because it's the same great mm-hmm. cigar. And, yeah. we, and we know they're not just doing it to save on the, on the box. Right. They, a a lot know. of box factories have been slow to get up to speed. Right, right. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So uh, the score now is uh, Glenn 2, Pam 1, because Pam's busy getting her box signed over there. Yes. And also the, uh, the, the single cast nation. <laughs> the <cigars. laughs> they're, they're very popular here. Yeah, the they are. Single cast nation. This is where two industries are colliding right now. It's happening right now in front of our eyes. These two, two nations. Cold drawer. Peanuts with the skin still on it. Ah. Yeah, the red skin ones. And it seems like a little tight draw right now, but unfinished foot. foot keep, yes. keep in mind, unfinished foot. Um, all right, let's light it up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus. Landshark by Lotus features a bottle cap style flip top. Double wall protection, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. At the bottom, you have an easy adjustment wheel all for the low price of 1999, that's the Landshark by Lotus. This is a fun little lighter that when I do use this lighter, people say, that's a nice lighter hmm. with a little bottle cap yeah. on it. And top. It's good in the summertime, out in the, out in the barbecues and stuff, and people like it. Great lighter, big wheel at the bottom. It's got everything going for it. So after a long time... Uh, Christoph has been making cigars, and listen, they, they came out like a rocket. 
um, 17 years ago, 2004 is when they came out, and they had the um, kind of rough-looking wood. Yeah, rough sawn box, yeah. Uh, with the tobacco inside of it and the cigar's unfinished foot, curly head tail, and, and the look, curly head tail, curly head top, cap, cap, unfinished foot. And um, we got it the first time. Have another time. sip, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Um, what a smile I had when I walked over to the booth and how packed the booth was. I would say it was the busiest booth going. Yeah, the first conversation we had when you got back from the show, you were elated and ecstatic and going on about. I couldn't get into the Kristoff booth the yeah. first time I went by. I was so happy for them. Yes, and it seems like. It, Cigar Authority advertisement, maybe? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but, pissed, but pissed off and vengeance started appearing, appealing toward the geeks. The geeks got behind it, and then it just grew from there. Yeah, it, it is a hardcore, regular, top, top-notch top brand. The thing about Kristoff that I think put them on the map was that it was a very strong-looking cigar mm. that just didn't kill you with the strength. A lot of flavor, good draw, good construction. But it just didn't have the strength. Now they come out with Vengeance. It's a different story. Yeah. They come out with Pissed Off Kristoff. That's a different story. But they now have a something in their portfolio for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just nice to see hardworking guys that are over there. And uh, they deserve everything they get. Um, and I, I was so happy to see see that happen with them. Uh, back on to the single cast nation. Just, just a second. Um, Careful what you say. They're under contract. Well, Barry does the... Liquor, liquor Authority. The LiquorAuthority.com. So I think that's your pairing this week. Oh. Yes, that'll be tomorrow's review. When I get a chance after the show, I'm going to take a picture of the Single Cast Nation cigar with the Pappy Nonsense, and it'll be tomorrow's review on the LiquorAuthority.com. All right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not listening, but no. how would you rate that um, liquor? So I, I always do a liquor rating, and then I do a pairing bait. Rating at the bottom, but I always say that the pairing does not affect the final score. It actually would give the cigar a plus two or a plus three in this because case because John- it's a perfect pairing, right? And Jonathan had the perfect way to de- describe it: take a do. sip of the bourbon first, and mm-hmm. then the cigar, and that sweetness is canceled out. Yeah, works really well. But the liquor itself, I asked them for another pour when they walked away. It's, it's probably going to get a minimum of a ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah, really good bourbon. Beautiful looking bottle. And, and I, know not, I know it's strong for you, but yeah. in terms as cash strength bottles go, it's a weak cash strength bottle, which makes it more approachable. I cringed when you guys put water in it. I can understand water in, you know, maybe uh, uh, Old Forester 120. That has a higher proof or a larger crack barrel proof. A, a, a little bit of yeah, you just, yeah, I cringed. It's a, you want to see what happens to your whiskey when you open it up a little bit. So you could put an ice cube and, and watch the change happen, sip for sip as that ice melts, or a cap full of water and just to see what happens there. No, don't worry, one day your balls so will you, drop. You you never do that. No, never. So we on do the higher it, proof I have yeah on stuff like one twenty or higher. I have. We do it 100% of the time when we do these tastings. We do it regular, which I did. I didn't put it right on there. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of sips right. regular. You did it both ways, which then is fine. It, yep. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see what ended up happening. And again, you can't go back. Now it's fine you, that yeah. you called them out on it. What? No, now going, it's fine. Going both ways is fine. But doing that from the get-go, I have a I huge, didn't. huge issue with that. But you said you cringed. 
I cringe, though, because I wouldn't do it that way. It kills me when I see a guy order a bar and order, like, a $40 bourbon or a $50 scotch and then proceeds to put in way more than a cap. How about if he puts an ice cube in? How about if he puts an ice cube in? Depends. Depends. It's the same thing. If you put put one of those big square cubes in and you let it melt all the way, yeah, no, sometimes I'll put one cube in, but I've gotten away from that. I don't do that anymore. Hey, Dave, I hate to interrupt, but a somewhat important message came in for Mr. Jonathan. All right. And it it has a timely nature to it, so we should get that out of the way. Let's do it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Scott, the nurse, coming to you from the steam pipe. Mr. Jonathan, I left my underwear at your house. Could you clean them and send them back, please? Hey, thanks, brother. Love you guys. Bye. Uh, did he take it, check the temperature? Is that what What's his underwear doing? Your, his underwear doing at your house. I don't see how that is germane to the topic of the show. So by the way, the Tom, Germans out of it. Tom Criswell, a regular contributor on the clubhouse, says water to whiskey is like a bullet punch to a cigar. Really? Hmm. All right, maybe I should stop. But going. if you're if you're trying to get the full enjoyment out of the whiskey, you're really trying to evaluate it. You want to taste it at full strength and then hit it with a couple of different shots of water to see what happens flavor-wise. But then you're lowering the ABV. That's okay, because sometimes you hit a sweet spot of flavor, and you that's the only product you can do that with. Yeah, drink lower-proof stuff if you have the need to add <laughs> water to it. All right. It's not a biggest I'm, dick contest. I'm bags. hearing talk about this all week long, so let's get to it. It's time for the peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the Clubhouse and Wednesday on the After Show, we're going to be discussing who should be on the Cigar Tasting Dream Team. But this week, we came across a story that we think Mr. J would be the perfect judge. Yes, the ball bash is back. Mm. The annual testicle festival returns to Kansas and Ohio next week where you can put as many balls in your mouth as you can which Jonathan has experience with. The testicles will be judged on flavor, texture, and size, but there's no word if they're going to be tied together with a ribbon, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. (laughs) What kind of testicles? Bull. Bull testicles. Yes. Rocky Mountain oysters. Okay. Hey, Jonathan? I I don't know who to be more mad at, Matt who wrote the story or Barry who read it. (laughs) It's a true Uh, story, though. It's coming back. The whiskey yeah, Matt miser. shared it with me, and I told him, sure enough, I had written it the day before. Jonathan, the whiskey miser's got some taste that he's getting from this cigar. He says it's like licking Red Hots off a leather saddle. Leather? Mm-hmm. I don't know about Red Hots. Yeah, a little cinnamon in there. Yeah. The question yeah. is, is the person on the saddle an assless chaps or not? Oh, Here we go. God. <laughs> Next week, we uh, New Hampshire tax disaster. Uh, not New Hampshire, New York, tax disaster, uh, 75% tax over there. Roy Brown from Iron Horse Depot in 
Mike Glenn from Rocky Cigar News. He's also the president of the New York um, Cigar Association. Uh, they're going to join us here live in studio. Uh, these guys are getting bashed. We're going to see uh, what we can do to help them, what you can do to help them, and, and how they're getting through 75% tax and still in business. It's just amazing that uh, they're surviving through it. Uh, the following week, the Jerky Boys are back. We got the folks from Camacho coming up, uh, George Remy and uh, Beef Jerky Tasting, along with cigars. So Beef Jerky Tasting. We got liquor tasting, Beef Jerky. Does it work? I don't know. I'm not big on Beef Jerky. I think I normally would only eat that during an apocalypse of some sort yeah. where there was no other food source. No, I like it. I, I like good stuff. Good, good, good Maybe jerky. Maybe like on a camping trip. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky Patel's coming to town on August 14th. Mm-hmm. We'll have Rocky Patel here, um, Michael Capellini coming in after that, uh, Phil Zangi. We got uh, oh. all the boys are coming up nice. because the weather's nice and everybody wants to come to town. So uh, come on down and uh, join us. We have uh, the email to get to. So let's do that. And uh, <clears throat> this is the email of the week brought to you by H. Upman Cigars. This week's prize is a scissor style cigar holder, a bottle opener, a fedora. And a set of dominoes. And I already have all of them. So and, uh, this they, is not a dry bag to get a second set? <laughs> no. And and the hat is fantastic. And I use the, the little cigar rest thing all the I like time. the hat because of the brim on the sides. It keeps the sun mm. off my ears. Okay. I don't like burned ears. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And Tom writes, a lot has changed. Howdy, fellas. You may or may not remember my email from way back in 2015. No, we don't. But I sure as hell remember you reading it during one of the episodes. I about fell out of my chair when you read it. Being born and raised in the indie area, I had to give you some shit about the Patriots. Remember? Anyway, the point of this email. A lot has changed with your show. Several years ago, I used to listen to as many episodes of The Cigar Authority as possible during my boring workday, stuck at a desk. Over the years... I've had job promotions with job duties that did not allow me to listen to the show during work, and I kind of stopped listening. Within the last few months, I received another job opportunity where I have a territory and I travel. Naturally, I gravitated back to listening to the show. That's where the uptick happened. Uh, The content and banter between you guys is still awesome. My only question is, what happened to the awesome intro with the movie lines? Ah. Those always got me cracking up. I've been able to go back and listen to several of the older episodes. And I'll say this, the episode where you guys were clowning on Mr. J about his divorce had me rolling. (laughs) Hang in there, Jonathan. I'm sure you'll find a nice dude to keep you company. Thanks for the great show and keep up the good work. P.S. What a relief that the Patriots are finally garbage again for the first time in 22 years. Go Colts. All right. That was good. And he's back, right? After, uh, my God, 2000. I don't know if being back warrants a prize, but... Well, he's he back. Never should have left. Right. You Make just time listen. in yeah, your you, life. You listen at night or something. Nobody he, likes a quitter. <laughs> you know what that says? He'll only listen if he's getting paid to so, listen. Right. right. So it's a whole bunch of people listening right now, listening, and you're getting paid to do another job, and you're listening right. to the show. Well, you can multitask. You're multitasking yeah. anyway, uh, but you're not really paying attention. Just to one of them is getting hurt. Your job or the show is getting heard on If there. you have to pick one, pick the job. <laughs> All right. We had a poll question last week, Barry. What was uh, the poll question? Yep. The question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. 
Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And this week was a user-submitted question by Charlie Pataris. Our condolences, by the way. Uh, would you give up cigars for five years in exchange for a ride to space on the Virgin Galactic? There were a lot of answers. Overwhelmingly, no. 90% said they wouldn't give up cigars for five years. And there were quite a few fuck no's. Huh. Wouldn't, no. even, wouldn't even go. Right. And wouldn't for a while, up. you know, Charlie Pataris answered yes. And for a while... Um, 510 people answered. I'd say the first 200, he was the only person to answer yes. Wow. Yeah. So the Virgin Galactic. So you can see how people vote. Yeah, I put together the. Uh... <laughs> no, but you can see the person. So it's yeah. not a secret ballot. No, it's not a secret ballot. Oh, that's uh, that's a game changer for and, me. And ID is required. Oh wait, no, that's not allowed in some states. Never no. mind. But the Virgin Galactic was the one that looks like an airplane, not a penis, right? Correct. The, uh, yeah, the one from Jeff Bezos, and they changed the rules, so he didn't <laughs> actually go to space. He thinks he did, but NASA ruled that he didn't. He was floating in the air. Yeah. That's space. No, Who cares? the atmosphere. No so one cares. Why are we talking about anyway, this Anyway, this week's question is cigar-related, and uh, it's kind of tied into a little bit what we spoke about today on the show. So head over to the CigarAuthority.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see the VS poll of the week. Click the graphic and let us know your answer. All right. We're smoking the Christoph Habano Churchill. It's not any better than it used to be. It's always been a mm-hmm. great cigar. It's just catching on. I know it's a long time. It's 17 years that this brand's been out there. But uh, the Habano's a fairly new release. That came out only... Two or three years ago, okay, but it's selling like gangbusters. I mean, they're selling; they sold through their boxes for crying out loud. Yeah, it's a it's a dark habano too. It doesn't you if you saw this on the shelf. I don't know if you would guess habano wrapper. Hmm. Burns so uh, slow. Uh, you're going to get probably two hours out of this Churchill. Dave, someone in the Facebook wants to know if any tickets are left for the Rocky event. Yes, yes. yes. Call Salem six zero three eight nine eight two 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 one. And they'll uh, be able to sell you the ticket. Okay. That's 603-898-2221. All right. It's a private evening with Rocky Patel. It's Friday, August 13th, and it's limited to just 50 people. Uh, you're going to get a couple of Rocky Patel cigars, all-inclusive dinner. Uh, at 6 p.m. at Two Guys in Salem. It's $95 per person. Rocky will be here. It's an intimate night. We're going to have Q&A with Rocky. He's going to tell some stories. Unbelievable deal with... Uh, with his cigars and also a chance to win a new Rolex watch mm. priced at about 10000 but uh That's if you can get it. If you can get it, it's going to cost you about probably fourteen, fifteen thousand yeah. dollars 15000 to buy that. Uh, so watches are much like the single-cast nature stuff. It, yeah. They it, sell out. Or- it, they sell out, and then you got to pay money on the gray market to be able to get these things. So that's the key to, to sell less than you possibly have, but... I can't do it. I, I just sell them all because it's uh, my my uh, my deal. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the liquor authority is a real thing. Let's see uh, uh, how it's doing and the best emails of the week and lots more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers, and cigar media, to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. 
DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority. 
And we are back, and we're smoking the Christoph Habano Churchill. Welcome back, and uh, welcome to the big games uh, for Christoph. Uh, they're rocking and rolling out there. If you've never tried Christoph, now's the time to try it. I mean, it's hot, uh, so give it a shot. Barry, uh, the Liquor Authority, yep. something you started up? Yeah, the liquorauthority.com. I asked you if you are okay with me uh, changing the word cigar to liquor, mm. and you were, and I appreciate that, and so far it's growing exponentially. I put up one review a week. That will change once we launch a podcast, probably sometime in September. Okay. Uh, speaking to Do a few people. you think you can get a podcast to last longer than 10 minutes? Uh, <laughs> well, the goal is 45, so that means it'll end in 30, uh, which is perfect. But I'm speaking to a few people, and uh, we, it'll probably be me, one other guy, and a, and a, and a girl. And uh, we'll review whiskeys each week and... Uh, you know, rye, bourbon, well, the occasional tequila, the occasional rum, and uh, we'll pair it with cigars. All right. Barry, I, th- I think it'll probably be a woman, not a girl. Yes. Yeah, what did I say, a girl? Yeah. Yeah, a, a legal age girl. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, because the Single Cast Nation folks, they do One Nation Under Whiskey podcast, yeah. which I've caught a few episodes of that, uh, and they go, uh, you know, pretty hardcore some of the stuff that we do on clubhouse and stuff like insider type of stuff yeah the good thing is i'll be doing that podcast before the cigar authority so by the time the cigar authority starts i should be pretty lit ah so that's a saturday morning early early that's that's the plan saturday mornings yeah it seems like a a late night it should be Mm. five o'clock forget about saturday morning cartoons we're going to be all the laughing yeah saturday morning drinking you think all of a sudden because you have a podcast you're going to be funny yes all right, we'll see how this plays out, and we'll uh, let you know as it's going on. Uh, tasting profile notes and things of the Kristoff that you're smoking right now? That the- peanuts continues into the first third. As we get toward the end of the first third, the peanuts begins to disappear. You need to start pronouncing that word better. Which one? Peanuts. Peanuts. With a T in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, the leather, there's some leather developing. There's a little bit of... Uh, a strong black coffee there as well. Yeah, I got earthy leather. Uh, it's, it's like it's you take red hots and you put them on a saddle <laughs> and then get, you lick it. I don't get the red hot thing. Yeah, the cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon. Sure. I got no cinnamon at all. No, huh. me either. Me I, either. I didn't get that. There's I only one it. explanation for this. The two of you must have COVID. Can't yeah. taste anything. Huh. That's over with, right? Yeah. And, you know, I don't always notice with cigars, but this one has just a great aroma to it. You know, sometimes the aroma just yeah. strikes you. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have aroma. Maybe there is the COVID. Yeah, yeah. something's going on. <laughs> You're as good as gone. <laughs> All right, so we, we, I put this segment down towards the end now and moved it down because we people do have don't to, like it. People don't like it, and and as I listen, I don't like it either. <laughs> uh, it bothers me. And we have to do something is it, about it. Is He's, it the constipated read? Yeah. I don't know. I cringe as it's coming up, right. and I go, oh, is it going to be as bad as it is? And it's actually worse. I mean, I could just I do the read. We don't need the god-awful start. I have the read right here. Let's do it do anyway. It. Let's try it. In the it's godfather time. voice. No Maybe we'll godfather like, voice. We might like it this time. It's time to ask <laughs> the Don by Don Raphael Sagaz. It's time to ask... The dawn. So you could stop it right there. to me. Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. When when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to these problems. 
mellow and smooth. You can act like a man. What about you? Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. It's horrible. Yeah, Dave, Tom Criswell says it sounds like Don in the John. And he puckers. It sounds like an old man. By the way, the uh, chat room wants you to put your hat back on. The glare is uh, reflecting in the camera. Well, if you can see this. (laughs) Um, It's not nice. It's not nice. This is... uh, (laughs) It's a podcast anyway. There we go. (laughs) Uh, So this week's Ask the Dawn is in the same vein as last week where we discussed how could I cut my cigar without a cigar cutter. And it led me to think... What if I didn't have a lighter? And we got a listener email this week about uh, different ways, and we should do an after show at some point, different ways to light your cigar if you don't have your lighter or you're out of gas, you're out of matches. I I saw something on there on social Mm -hmm. media or something. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've lit my cigar on the grill, on Uh, on the stove. How about a toaster? I've done the toaster. No, I haven't done the toaster. Remember the the old lighters we had in the car where you push it in and the coil ended up doing it? It takes three times to get the thing lit. And I used to do it. I know, but that's when they were narrow narrow gauge. Yeah, you only do a Corona. And it stuck to it and it burnt and it still smoldering after the fact. It was horrible. I made the mistake in my dairy house and I eventually learned how to get the stain off the stove, but I didn't have anything to light my cigar, so I got the electric range fired up <laughs> and just put the cigar on it. Big mistake. Candle. I've done a lot of oddball stuff. But you have to have a way to light the candle. So however you lit the candle, you'd be all set unless that was your last match. Yeah, but if you marry, chances are there's a candle always burning in your house, but you wouldn't know that because you're divorced. <laughs> there we go. How? Too soon? I don't think the so. The most creative way, so. which didn't make sense to me. So the guy can't light the cigar inside and use the gas range. So he gets a paper towel. Yes. Burns and he has yeah. to run through he the Lights house. the paper towel and then causes a, like a fire hazard running through the house with a lit paper towel <laughs> like the to go outside the torch. and light his cigar. Just light the cigar in the house. It's the same amount of smoke. Yeah. Deal with the $50 fine you're going to get. I had $50 fine. I was eating Chinese food and I had the um, on the stick, the, the beef on the stick, yeah. teriyaki. Mm-hmm. And I did it on the electric stove, burnt the the stick, and used that as a match. Ah. So that was so a teriyaki I, burn. That was the oddest thing. I, I think did I've the done. Australian herf this morning. They they're uh, they're up very late for them, and it's very early for me. So I wake up and I jump on, and of course I'm going to smoke a cigar with them. So I grab a cigar and I this cut is it. What a, a online herf? Yeah, it's an online thing. There's like 18, 20 guys on there. Uh, shout out to Peter and Maddie. So. I get my cutter, and I'm looking for my lighter. I go out on the porch. I grab the lighter, light up, walk back through the house, set them up on the window, and now I'm going to start painting. And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are there any rooms that are off limits in your house for smoking? I said, no. And they go, what do you do about ventilation? I go, I live alone. I like how it smells. (laughs) So I get my paint roller, and I start putting paint on the roller. They go, what are you, painting? I go, yeah, how how the hell do you think I get the smell out of the house? You got to paint the walls every five days. (laughs) Yeah, There we go. Uh, One other shout out. I wanted to say hey to Steve Putnick, who you met earlier. Yes. uh, On his way to a wedding up from Florida. Could not stay for the show. Uh, Death in the family ends up happening. Unfortunately, he had had someone pass in the family and has to head back. But uh, he got a chance to meet you at Sullivan, myself. Mm -hmm. uh, So I wanted to give him a shout out. Okay. And and you miss Barry, but you didn't didn't miss miss anything. You didn't miss anything. All right. Mailbag number two. 
So we got the first one. The guy's back. He, he's been gone for six years. He's back. All right. Rob writes, cigars in a deer stand. Gentlemen hmm. and Barry. Of course, smoking a cigar in the deer stand is a bad idea, but listening to the Cigar Authority there is not. I started listening to the show last deer season because the show is two hours long, and that's about how long my ass can handle sitting in a tree stand. Wasn't even a cigar smoker. So cigar smoking in a stand is bad because the, the deer, deer will smell, smell it. Right. But listening to something where the, the deer can listen also, we don't attract deer, right? Well, oh, I'm no. sure he has AirPods. Oh, okay. Dave, we're big up with the deer big demographic. The deer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does, does the deer have a doe? Yeah, two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even a cigar smoker. I was just trying to learn something little about a hobby stooges, stooges that thing. my golf buddies enjoyed. Well, here I am a few months later as a cigar smoker that my buddies come to for recommendations, but hardly a cigar authority. Question. I'm trying different cigars and taking notes on what I like and don't like. I don't have a go-to yet, but I have a handful of favorites and a few that I won't be going back to. How many chances do you give a cigar before making the decision to let it into your regular rotation or dropping it from consideration? And I think for me, I either like it or I don't like it. So if I like it, it goes into my rotation. If I don't like it, it's out. But I always... Not two. You you have mm-hmm. to... No, I'm, I'm getting to that. All right. You, you have to go back to that cigar a couple months later and give it a try because it could have been something a little... Something you ate, something yeah, you something that yeah, it happened to you during the day. It could be mm-hmm. you. It, it could be the cigar. It may need a little more age. So go back to it. But I would say on the second time, if it's as bad as the first time for me, I'm out. If it was better, I might give it a third shot. And there's been some cigars that on the third shot, you know what? This is good and it's in my rotation. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you went to at least two. Yep. I say at least two. You got to give it a listen. If it showed up in the store, they've done a lot bringing it in. There's a lot of work that's done with a retailer that's bringing the cigar in the shop, so it's been vetted first off. So it's there. You had a bad experience with it. Maybe give it the second shot. That's what they say about restaurants too. Give it a second shot, right? Yeah, I mean, I went to uh, Tuscan Kitchen right down the road here. Yeah, with Michael Capolini. His first time there, he's going to give it another shot. The first time we were there, the chef cut his finger off. So you had the shoe chef creating all the breakfasts and everything came out screwed up. Oh, wow. But he's going to give it another shot because sometimes shit happens. And, and you sometimes yeah. you have to rely on your shoe chef. There we go. All right. Um, that is the uh, guy in the, in the deer in the, in the stands. <laughs> Number three. This is your favorite? This is my favorite. All right. Let's see. Uh, Tommy Minota. From, oh, from the Miwis. I know him. Yeah, Tommy's uh, Maduro Tommy in this email. Right. Ah. Take a chill pill for the love of God through Whoa. the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. First of all, I enjoyed listening. I enjoy listening every week, but holy crap. Gee, David. Oh, you were me? way over the top with your crapping on the lads because they did not meet your high standards when bringing us mm-hmm. the Cigar Authority episode while you were gone. They apparently did not do things as you would have done them, but True. you were not there, were you? No. Nope. Everybody. <laughs> yes, can't. I was actually. I did ten <laughs> minutes. I didn't miss it. I was there. You did five. You did ten. You were off at the ten minute mark. Everybody can't be, think, and feel. I didn't come on till the ten like minute David. mark. I was off at the twenty, and you went right to commercial after, and you started the whole thing <laughs> ruined. So. <laughs> Let's call it as it is. Way to fire him up, Tommy. There we go. If everyone did the shows, if everyone did, the shows would be boring. Not that you're boring, 
Hmm. It's just that each of your different personalities make the show the success that it is. It angers me when generals 2,000 miles away from the action bitch at the men in the field who are faced with the problems of the battle at hand was probably 6, and do miles. a damn good job. Yeah. Maybe you should <laughs> maybe you should have returned, told them what you liked about the episode first and offered some feedback instead of blasting them because they blasting. did not do as you would have done. Now was that a blast? You've no, got blasted I, by me before. I took it more as tongue in cheek. You were mad, but you were being funny about it. I don't I don't think he was even mad. But <laughs> I, 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 I And I have inside intel that yeah. Was the show short? Yeah, it was. He goes, yeah, There's no inside it, intel. This- but I don't think he was mad. <laughs> so this might have happened at 35,000 feet on the way back. Really? Yeah. All right. So that's so, Tommy says I should be a nicer person, right? That wins no point. No, gets uh, no points for he me. He was for a while. Anything else in there? There is a little bit about you're a micromanager and... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Every we did a good job, and we were we informed our audience, entertained them. Nothing else matters, or should matter. So Tommy wins three votes to one. No. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. That's not a good email. Best email was the guys back. Start listening. You can't you can't override us. It's a vote. Yeah. <laughs> There's three of us that say Tommy wins the prize, and only one of you yeah. that says he doesn't. I mean, you could micromanage it and say, "Well, I'm pulling." Yeah, I dare you. Decision. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's the best email? A hundred percent. Oh God! All right, send, send Tommy the damn hat. Right. <laughs> uh, Tommy, I'll reach out to you on Facebook at some point today if you listen live, and I know you don't. So by the time you listen to the show, you'll already know you. Oh, it's so awesome! All right, so uh, single cast nation. Let's get back to that. How does somebody? It's listening says, okay, we, we got a different audience than them. They're interested in Single Cast Nation. It's singlecastnation.com. Yep. So singlecastnation.com, you can sign up for that website Free. over there. Free sign up, and you can get uh, entered into the lotteries for their single cast releases and stuff that's you don't need to be in a lottery. But for the cigar, which is more important, yeah. twoguyscigars.com at 10 a.m. There'll be a rotator on the main page showcasing the 2021 Single Cast Nation. Click that link. You'll be able to buy two boxes. And if you're on the MeWe's, I, I might let that link up uh, a little bit early, as I usually do. Yeah. Um, only because you can't do two things at once. <laughs> one of them has to be before the other one. So, yeah. um, I mean, those so are if, hardcore if you, fans. So they single cast a nation. Of what time are they going to start? They're going to start at eight. Okay. So. You're a listener of the show right now. Yeah, you can but sign for, up for free to Single Cast. From Nation. what I understand, it is they're going to be sending that link to the people who have supported their releases. That's oh. bullshit. So they're going to no, make. No, it's not. That's make, bullshit. They're going to make. They, if the, the guy signs sure. up right now because we sent them over there, he's not going to get a link. Get, I'm talking to both of those guys. We're going to make that he'll, happen. He'll get a link, but I wow. believe the people that have supported Single Cast Nation will get a direct. So the new first. guy gets shit on because he he well, signed just, up late just and just heard the, about it just today. Join the MeWe's and you're going to get it early. Wow, Jonathan seems angry. I'd say it's not Monday yet. If you're listening on Saturday or Sunday right now, you sign up for Single Cast Nation Get right signed now. Up. I'm going to have a conversation with these guys and, and on they, the after show. Make it happen. Mm. Make it happen. Uh, although the majority of people listen to the show on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from what we understand now, they're listening while they're in work. They wait till they, they drive <laughs> no, they to work. They don't want to waste the to weekend. <laughs> no, they're listening to, to the news or whatever on the way to work. They get to work. and, and yeah, the, just go excuse yourself to use the bathroom and come buy a box of Single Cast Nation cigars. <laughs> 
So how many boxes are there? Uh, there are 180 left for mail order of the 200. Okay. So we sent some to Salem, some to Seabrook. Yeah. So actually, they're here right now. Yes. Somebody's mm-hmm. there. Uh, box of 10, and how much was it again? 129.99. Yeah, good. So good. you buy two of them, you get free shipping. The Baroness already got hers, and uh, she got her box signed. Yes, she, <laughs> yes, she did. Okay, it's time for this classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Anybody have an extra? Classic pen? Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Who won last week, Mr. Jonathan? I think it was Barron's. No, it's... Ed, no. Did I win? I think Somebody it was Ed. Won, it, it was Ed. Ed. Oh, was Ed. Wow. You see how deeply I care about this segment. Yes. <laughs> Except that it's at the end of the year, and everybody cares oh, at the yeah, last yeah. one because it's the winner of the whole year. <laughs> but today is July 24th, and uh, it was the beginning of Mata Hari's trial. Dutch-born dancer and escort Mata Hari, mm. um, whose <laughs> name became synonymous for the seduction female spy. Or synonymous. Or, synonymous. We'll accept either answer. Okay. Went on trial accused of spying for Germany and was uh, found guilty and shot by firing squad. The trial began today. What year was that? Boy, I I don't know which war she was associated with, so that makes it tough. I'm going to go... You got to really think about who who the last person was that was killed by firing squad. Right. There was some guy in Utah in the 80s. Wow, really? go 80s. You're thinking the 80s? I think you should go 80s. Oh, you think I should go 80s? Um, 1946. 46. 21. 21. Yeah, I think it was World War One. I'm going to go 27. Everybody's over. It's 1917. 1917. 1917. Oh, they dispatched her quickly. And this one's an easy one for you, Ed Sullivan, I think. But oh. I'm going to bring it over to Mr. Jonathan. Bob Dylan released Like a Rolling Stone today. What year was that? Is that anything like like a rhinestone cowboy? Nothing like it. Your own. Here we go. You hearing uh, it? 1952. We got to do, do a Bob Dylan. 68. Uh, 1966. Ooh. It was 65, five? 65. Well, Mr. Jonathan will take it at 52. Oof. It's embarrassing that he got that point, and he's the leader right now <sighs> over to Barry. Two more questions and a tiebreaker. And my case. two fans are happy. <laughs> Apollo 11 was a space flight that first landed humans on the moon. Commander Neil Armstrong and Lunar Module pilot Buzz Aldrin returned to Earth today. What year was that? 69. 69? Giggity. I'll go with Barry on that. 69? I'm going to say 1953. 53. 69 for two points. Both years. Two for Barry, two for Ed Sullivan. One more question, Mr. Jonathan. Three-way tie if you get this. But okay. it's over. It's over to... How many tiebreakers you got? One. Goes over to Ed Sullivan. It's bullshit. Born today, Simon Boulevard 
political and military leader who freed six Latin American republics from Spanish rule, was born in Caracas, Venezuela today, and has a cigar named after him, Simon Bolivar. 1891. 1701. 1787. 1787. It's over. Mr. Jonathan gets the point. We got a three-way tie and only one question. This is his only three-way with Write it down. Mm-hmm. No messing around here. This is serious. <laughs> All of a sudden. Born today, Jennifer J-Lo Lopez, American actress and pop singer. Born in the Bronx, New York, today. What year? I'm locked in. 1960. It goes to Barry first. No, it goes to me first. I keep track of the right. order here. 67. 67. 65. 65. Barry, 67 at 69. Barry is our champion. Don't forget it. Huh? Very exciting. Yeah, me and Jenny go way back. Yeah. Barry, Jenny from the block. You just should have said 69 for everything. <laughs> yeah. And you won. There we go. So, <clears throat> if you haven't tried Kristoff before, you know it. If you had it before, try it again. It's all the rage right now. What a comeback. Christoph, is it a comeback? Don't it's, call it a comeback. A They've been here for years. I know. It's, it's, it's not like they were here and went away. It's been a so. slow and steady growth to the point where they have now exploded. You know, everybody said the trade show was good for them. The person I didn't hear from them, I did from the day, actually day one when I went up to the booth. And I said, wow, you guys are freaking rocking. I came by a couple of times. And they said, it's been great. Actually, this is the biggest day, first day we ever did. And 100% day, growth. The day wasn't over. Yeah, I believe it was. So uh, they're hot. They're on fire right now. Christoph. Christoph's a guys. Know them, love them. Can't live without them. Christoph's a guys. They don't always make you pissed off, right? There no. we go. We just wrote the new commercial replacement. People are saying that's the one commercial we need to replace. We need to replace it? Yeah, so I think we need to listen to the end of the show, take these things that were just said, and put a new thing. The sound quality on our commercial is a little iffy. That was an oldie. Yeah. yeah, time to redo that. It's up, to, it's up to the Christoph people. They approved it. Well, right. But we need to redo, certainly we need to do um, the Don Raphael commercial. I can't, I can't, I can't live with it. I can't, I can't go any further. We got to do it this week. I can't go any further. Yeah. Can you do it any better than that? That's what I got, man. <laughs> and you were here for the taping. I know. So it didn't sound as bad. Normally, I'm a one take Jake it. when it's just my voice, but if I'm doing someone else's voice, I got to do it. I over remember and over. after you did it, and I said, that's good. No, it wasn't. The, the behind the scenes was so much better than the commercial with you coaching, Jonathan. Mm. Wait a minute. I found a YouTube on how to do this. Yeah. There was a YouTube of how to do the voice. Yeah, it would mm. say, put cotton in your mouth. So I put cotton in my mouth, and he's like, take the cotton out of your mouth. You sound ridiculous. I think you put rolled up tobacco. Rolled up paper yes. in yeah, your mouth. Whatever. It wasn't cotton. It's the same thing. It's not no. the same as cotton. <laughs> no, it's not the same at all. <laughs> Don't all of a sudden take his side, Pamela. Sorry, I watched The Godfather. All right. All right. Yeah, you haven't watched The Godfather. All right, Lajero Jonathan, it's time to relax. Yeah. Tommy wins the prize talking shit about me. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> they did the bad job. I called them out on it. I get shit about yeah. calling them out on it. Yeah. 
And if you notice what Dave's doing right now is stretching because he finished 10 minutes early. You didn't make (laughs) the shit sandwich is what he's saying. So you got to say something nice. Then you say the bad thing, but you don't say it in a bad way. He didn't say one nice thing. You say he kind (laughs) of shit sandwiched it a little. It was a little nice at the beginning. I don't. I left off the end of it. Really? It was a little nice on the end. Yeah. But Uh he did the right thing. He did it nice, then the constructive criticism, and then the nice. Listen, I'm at the point when somebody does something bad, a bad job at it, just fucking tell them so they improve. (laughs) What what bullshit of coming back and saying, hey, you guys freaking killed it. You did awesome. No, he's saying an hour hour 30 is great. It was an hour 40, but here's what he's saying. It's 138. Here's what you did good. (laughs) But next time... You need to go longer because you fail to go in longer. That's you the way to do it. it. You knew it. You said it while it was going on. Mm. You said, oh, my God, Dave's going to hate what this. Am I, what you am I going to do? Tape his mouth as he starts going into the outro? You you do what we're doing now. You're letting another minute go by because we can't be too <laughs> I, hours. I, I, I said, it, it, on for I the said it out loud <laughs> to him. We should drag this on. And he continued reading the right. outro. Which is a fail, right? Hey, and everybody uh, knows right now we're just stalling. Yes. It's Dave stalling. I'm going to guarantee you people have already <laughs> shut it off because they're like, they're stalling. I'm they don't give, care. How about a 5% discount right now for anybody to <laughs> know? I'm kidding. <laughs> it can't cost me money to do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, next you know week. I'm getting a call on Monday going, what was that What's discount that? code? That? <laughs> Thanks right. a lot, Dave. Then you'll know that they are listening right to the very end. Just put uh, the word dickle in the comment section <laughs> oh, when you place your order online. Dave, no, no saying a, that. a couple Barry. of things. You know Barry's too modest to say, but Paul Kraft in the chat room said, would just like to say I had a good customer experience with Barry this week. Wow. Mike D. Papino says Barry is the best. Wow. Yeah. Every nice. now and then somebody catches me in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't you know, catch we, me in a good mood we get, after the we get show. Negative stuff. We get negative stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't. We it's could. okay if somebody else says some negative stuff. Not the guy that owns the fucking place, but I'm not allowed to say if it's negative. I got to make. Wow, you like really took this personally. Yeah, See, I was trying. To, you give the guy a prize. <laughs> I was trying to end on a positive, and you got going. Yeah, he doesn't understand guy. the shit sandwich. By the way, Raul in the chat room says that you're a mean drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the show's over. That's it. Well, you still got four and a half minutes. No, what are you I, doing? Can't, I can't go to two o'clock because then we don't get on the Odyssey. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. Next week, Roy Brown is a cigar retailer in New York, and Mike Glenn is too. And he's also the president of the New York State Association, Cigar Association. With 37 years in the cigar business, the tax in the state went up to 75%. Is this the end or just the beginning of the fight? We're going to talk with him, both of them. And until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible that you learned something today. That makes you the cigar thumb. And Brian Charles says he's just as angry as Dave. Here we go. This. Brian Charles knows. All right, he's dealing with people. That's what we learned today. Dave and Bangkok Brian Charles are uh, angry. Bangkok, Thailand. Yes. There we go. Jonathan's favorite city. That's <laughs> it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.